We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 479 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Thursday, January 5th, 2023. And Sam, I am, will be the commander's starting quarterback this Sunday. It's a funny thing. In the season finale of a season off and off season in which a lot of people wanted the name of the team to become Red Wolves, a guy named Sam Howell will be the team's starting quarterback. Will the dozens of Commanders fans in attendance at FedEx Field on Sunday all be howling come late Sunday afternoon slash early Sunday evening? Hello and welcome to this Thursday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. The 7, 8, and 1 Commanders will conclude their 2022 regular season with a game against the 12 and 4 Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at 425. And we on Wednesday afternoon got the word from Commander's head coach Rod Rivera that Sam Howell will be the team starting quarterback on Sunday. Although this was off Ron having initially decided to start Taylor Heineke at quarterback with the idea being that Sam then would be used in a relief role. Uh, next segment, in-depth Reaction to and analysis of Ron Rivera going with Sam Howell. Uh, Ron, at what was a lengthy post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon, talked a lot about the decision and where Sam is at as a quarterback and where things stand with Taylor Heineke and where things stand with the guy who was the commander starting quarterback for their previous game, the 24-10 loss to the Cleveland Browns at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon. Carson Wentz, you will hear every significant thing that Ron said, uh, as well as hear from Sam Howell. Then after that segment, I'll get into what Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon said about how edge defender Chase Young is doing, and what Ron said in response to the question, brace yourself for this, of whether this season has been the step forward season that Ron, one year ago, said that the team needed to have this season. Uh, wait until you hear Ron's answer. Uh, also on the show, I'll talk some college basketball. A new low for Georgetown. The Hoyas lost to Villanova 73-57 at Capital One Arena on Wednesday evening. The loss was the Hoyas' 25th consecutive regular season Big East loss, breaking a tie with DePaul for the most consecutive regular season Big East losses in conference history. Uh, earlier in the day on Wednesday, Georgetown Director of Athletics Lee Reed, via a spokesperson, sent a statement to the Associated Press in response to a request for an interview. Uh, the statement was about the future of Patrick Ewing. As Hoyas head coach, I will be addressing all of this. Uh, as well, as a third consecutive loss for Virginia Tech, a 68-65 loss to Clemson at Castle Coliseum in Blacksburg, Virginia on Wednesday night. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. The feedback 
of frustration regarding the commanders continues to pour in. Email from Dr. CCB, who regularly attends commanders games, writes Dr. CCB, extremely frustrated, cannot describe how I feel right now. This team held its own destiny for making the playoffs and laid several eggs. Jonathan Allen pleaded with the fan base to come to the Giants game and support the team. Well, Skins fans showed up, were excited, supportive, and loud just to be let down by the team. We did our part, but the team laid an egg. Then the team still had control of its playoff destiny. Win the last two and you're in. The fans came out in masses to support this team on New Year's Day, no less. What did the team do? Yep, you got it. Laid an egg. Truth be told, this team didn't deserve to make the playoffs. I am a Skins fan who is lost for words and slowly fading away. Hope new ownership can provide an overall spark to the rebirth of our football team in Washington. Uh, thank you for the email, Dr. CCB. I hear you, Dr. CCB. You know, one of the many aggravating, maddening aspects of what has happened with the commander season is that this is a Washington collapse for a second consecutive season. Uh, Washington, over the last two seasons in games played from weeks 14 through 17, is 0-7. And of course, you can't make excuses, okay? Last season, the team's offense got ravaged by injury and the team had a major COVID outbreak late in the season. Uh, This season, multiple key defensive players got injured late in the season, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever, man. Washington, over the last two seasons in games played from weeks 14 through 17, is 0-7. Ron Rivera, as an NFL head coach, does have a much better record in regular season games played in November's, December's, and January's as compared to regular season games played in September's and October's. We've talked about that. And yet, even with that, Washington over the last two seasons in games played from weeks 14 through 17 is 0-7. Email from Devin Bradley, who composed this email on Sunday night, writes, Devin, or perhaps I should say dictates, Devin, I'm sending this email to you via voice memo. I'm making the drive of disappointment from FedEx Field to North Carolina this evening. My two young sons are in the backseat watching a movie. My oldest son opted out of this trip. He drove by himself from North Carolina to D.C. for the Sunday night game against the Giants. He met my brother. They went to the game, left disappointed, slept for a few hours, and then drove home the next morning. The idea of making another trip for a possible loss was just too painful for him to endure. He chose to stay home and go to a party on New Year's Eve night with his friends. Smart boy. I remember Dan Snyder saying that we finally have a quarterback and thinking, oh no, is that the kiss of death? After the first Carson Wentz interception, the whole stadium started chanting Heineke. I wondered if he too was quietly chanting it. When Ron Rivera was hired, my friend who is a Panthers fan said to me, have fun going seven and nine every year. Ron was the one who wanted Carson Wentz. Ron was the one who said that this should be a year in which the team takes a step forward. Ron was the one who wanted Scott Turner as the offensive coordinator. I think that the best thing that can happen is the commanders are sold very soon and the new owner fires the coaching staff. Ron Rivera has done a good job of cleaning up the mess that he found when he got the job, but there is a lot of talent on the roster, and I do not trust Ron Rivera to make the correct decisions to put these players in position to be consistently competitive. Thank you for the email, Devin. Uh, Now look, if you say that there is a lot of talent on the roster, Rod Rivera, as the head coach in a coach-centric approach, does deserve some credit for that, but there is zero debate about this. There has not been enough progress with Washington over its three seasons with Ron as head coach in terms of wins and losses. In an NFL in which head coaches in first and second and certainly third seasons with teams have winning records and make playoff appearances and even win Super Bowls, that Washington is having a third non-winning regular season in three seasons with Ron as head coach isn't good enough. What I keep coming back to, though, is the sale of the team. Unless the sale somehow is completed by February at the latest, because the NFL head coaching cycle takes place in January and February, 
I don't see Ron getting fired in the coming weeks. Because if you are the head commander, the co-owner and co-CEO, Daniel M. Snyder, and you're selling the commanders, why would you go through the process of firing Ron? And why would you incur the cost of paying off Ron and his staff? And why would you incur the cost of paying a new head coach and his staff when you're about to sell the team? Also, why the heck would any attractive potential next head coach of this team want the job of head coach of the commanders when ownership is about to change? Like, if you're a hot commodity, okay, if you are a rising NFL head coaching candidate, why the heck would you take a head coaching job with a team that's about to be sold? Unless Dan Snyder isn't selling the entirety of his ownership of the commanders, or unless the sale of the team is completed in what would be like lightning quick fashion, I actually think that Ron Rivera is quite safe as commanders head coach. This is why I've been discussing the issue of Ron's job security in two ways. Should he be fired and will he be fired? Uh, Two very different questions. You know, the irony here is something. The thing that we've all wanted for years, Dan Snyder selling the team, appears to be happening. And yet, that very thing would appear to be preventing something else that we now all want to happen, a new coaching staff. Never say that the football gods do not have a sense of humor. Well, the real estate gods uh, will tell you that there right now is a lot of value in the Washington, D.C. area real estate market. The Washington, D.C. area real estate market right now features great opportunity for buyers. Uh, Housing prices are falling due to an increase in inventory caused by the increases in mortgage rates. Uh, Now, actually, is a very good time to buy a home in the D.C. area, even with the increases in mortgage rates, because you can always refinance when the rates come down, and they will. If you are looking to buy a home in the Washington, D.C. area, contact real estate agent Kellen Hunt. Visit CloseItWithKell.com. That's CloseItWithKell, K-E-L-L.com. Book a call with Kellen Hunt to discuss your real estate needs and make sure that you tell Kell that Al Galdi sent you. Kellen Hunt understands the current market, but he's not just some know-it-all. He is here for you to listen to you, to hear what you want, and then determine the best way of going about getting you what you want, no matter your age or situation in life. His website says it all, closeitwithkell.com. Kellen Hunt is a closer. Kellen Hunt will close you buying the home that you want, and Kellen Hunt is willing to put a portion of his commission back in your pocket. Yes, you the buyer. Get a piece of the action. If you are looking to buy a home in the Washington, D.C. area, if anyone who you know is looking to buy a home in the Washington, D.C. area, the name to know is Kellen Hunt. Take advantage of the current marketplace with Kellen Hunt. Visit CloseItWithKell.com. That's CloseItWithKell, K-E-L-L.com. Book your call with Kellen Hunt to discuss your real estate needs and make sure that you tell Kell that Al Galdi sent you. Well, one thing that we know about Commander's head coach Ron Rivera is that he will change his mind. Uh, He, over his three years as Washington head coach, has changed his mind on a variety of things. And it turns out that Ron changed his mind on who the team's starting quarterback will be for its season finale. Uh, a game against the Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at 425. We on Wednesday morning had multiple reports that Ron would be starting Taylor Heineke at quarterback with the idea of then playing Sam Howell in a relief role. A tweet from ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler on Wednesday at 9.03 a.m. Eastern, quote, the commanders are expected to turn back to Taylor Heineke as the starter for Sunday's season finale versus the Cowboys. But rookie quarterback Sam Howell is also slated to play, marking the NFL debut for the fifth-round pick. Per source, barring change of plans, this will be the setup. End quote. Uh, This report was confirmed by Commander's Insider Ben Standing of The Athletic, but it was notable that Jeremy Fowler made it a point to conclude his tweet by writing, quote, barring change of plans, this will be the setup end quote, i.e. a change of plans is possible. Well, the opening minutes of Wednesday's commander's practice were open to reporters, and sure enough, Sam Howell and not Taylor Heineke 
took the first reps in practice. And then we, on Wednesday afternoon, had the post-practice press conference of Ron Rivera. The first question that he got asked was what his plans at quarterback for Sunday's game against the Cowboys are. This was Ron's response. Well, our, our plans is we're going to start with Sam. You know, I, um, I spoke with the, the coaches, uh, talked to some of the team leaders, and, um, you know, and talked with uh, some others about it. And I hope we feel that this is an opportunity for us to give Sam a chance to show us what he's capable of. Um, I think that you know the opportunity is, is going to be a good one for him to, to go out and play football and you know just kind of show us. I mean, you know, we're not going to judge everything on Sam based on just one game. We are going to get an opportunity to see him and see how he prepares and gives himself the opportunity to play. All right. So there it was. <laughs> As team president, Jason Wright, uh, this past February 2nd, what was, never forget, 2.2.22 said, there it is. There it is. Yes, Jason, thank you. There it is. Uh, great news. This is the news that I wanted. This is the news that I know so many of you wanted. This is the news that makes sense. The commanders last Sunday were officially eliminated from playoff contention. Carson Wentz in the 24-10 loss to the Cleveland Browns at FedEx Field last Sunday afternoon as the commander starting quarterback was hideous and he's going to be released. The man who Carson started over, the benched Taylor Heineke, is set to be an unrestricted free agent this coming offseason. I want the commanders to re-sign him, but we at this point have a pretty good idea of what he is. And the commanders in Sam Howell have a very intriguing rookie who has yet to take a single regular season snap. And as Ron Rivera said, quote, we're not going to judge everything on Sam based on just one game. And quote, of course not. This start is the beginning of the ramping up of the evaluation of Sam Howell. Uh, Ron had been very consistent in calling this season a developmental season for Sam. Well, with the team set to embark on yet another offseason quarterback surge, it's vital to have as good of a sense as possible of what the team might have in Sam Howell. And I stress that word, might, because again, one game isn't the end-all, be-all, tell-all. But what about Ron Rivera apparently having initially decided to go with Taylor Heineke and not Sam Howell as the starting quarterback for this game against the Cowboys? Uh, This was Ron on Wednesday afternoon on that. Well, I think at first initially is is obviously it, it, it's it it would be his first start and it would become a little bit of a a circus, you know, having to to deal with all the things that come with being a starter. Um, but also, uh, you know, you look at the 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 opponent and and who you're playing and what they're playing for. Um, you know, going with Taylor would have given us an opportunity to see what they're doing, how they're doing it, and would have given Sam a chance to take a look at it. Um, you know, if if we had gone with Taylor, but you know, at the end of the day. You know, at some point, if, if Sam ever gets the opportunity to be a starter, this would be the chance. Why not get it over with now and go from there? But the most important thing is that we're, we're really intrigued in terms of watching and seeing what Sam can do as a, as a quarterback in this league. Yeah, a lot of us are intrigued. Uh, before we go any further, I do want to play this for you. The very last thing that Ron Rivera got asked on Wednesday afternoon was if ownership played any role in his quarterback decision for this game against the Cowboys, uh, i.e., hey, Ron, did meddling Dan Snyder meddle once again? Uh, here was Ron's answer. This, is, this, is, this was done by everybody in that office, uh, in that facility, and um, a couple of special people that I, I, I rely on for, for, for their input. Quote, special people, end quote. Interesting. Uh, The Commanders took Sam Howell in the fifth round of the 2022 NFL Draft, but as I've been saying, he is not your normal fifth-round rookie quarterback. It is true that most non-first-round quarterbacks do not become starting quarterbacks, but dismissing Sam Howell as just a fifth-round rookie quarterback in an NFL in which most non-first-round quarterbacks do not become starters is missing key context. Things got really strange with the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft. Sam was the number 34 player on Pro Football Focus's big board for the 2022 draft, 
but he ended up falling to the fifth round. Uh, Sam, in the 2021 offseason, was a candidate to be the number one overall pick in the 2022 draft, but he ended up falling to the fifth round. Uh, Sam, over his three seasons as North Carolina's starting quarterback, generated 82 big-time throws per pro football focus, 16 more than any other FBS quarterback during that span. Uh, Sam was a great fourth-quarter quarterback for North Carolina. He, over his three seasons as Carolina's starting quarterback, had an overall grade in fourth quarters per pro football focus of 92.4. That ranked first in the FBS during that span. And if you're doing a Sam Howell, Taylor Heineke compare and contrast, not that Taylor is, you know, the standard by which all quarterbacks should be judged, but Sam Howell has Taylor Heineke-like mobility, but Sam has a stronger arm than Taylor has. My point with all of this is that Sam Howell is an intriguing quarterback prospect for a team in the Commanders that has been starving for, yearning for, lusting after a franchise quarterback for decades. Now, I know that there are those who actually did not want Sam Howell to be named as the team's starting quarterback for this game against the Cowboys because those people didn't want him getting ruined in a first career regular season start against a team with a really good defense while playing behind the commander's bad offensive line. And to that I say, I hear the concern. I do. But two things. Number one, if Sam Howell is capable of being ruined by one bad start, then he's not worth developing anyway. Number two, while yes, the Cowboys do have a very good defense that includes a freak of nature as a pass rusher in Micah Parsons, and yes, the commander's offensive line, especially from a pass blocking standpoint, is really bad. And yes, the possibility of Sam Howell struggling on Sunday very much exists. What's also possible is Sam Howell playing a decent game. If not, wait for it, playing well. You know, it's ironic that Ron Rivera was considering starting Taylor Heineke over Sam Howell because of what could go wrong for Sam, given Taylor's first start for Washington. His tremendous performance in Washington's loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field in January 2021 in the wildcard round of the playoffs. Remember how dismissive so many fans and people in the media were of Taylor Heineke playing well in that game. And yet what happened? Taylor Heineke, a.k.a. Tay-Tay, didn't just play well, he was outstanding. Sometimes in football and in sports and in life, the thing that you least expect is what happens. Sometimes in football and in sports and in life, that which is counterintuitive is what happens. The NFL so often is so wrong on quarterbacks. I mean, see Brock Purdy lasting until the very last pick of the 2022 draft. Maybe, just maybe, the NFL got it wrong with Sam Howell and him lasting until the fifth round of the 2022 draft. And you know what? We're talking about the commanders, okay? They are as desperate as any team in the NFL for a franchise quarterback. What exactly do they have to lose in starting Sam Howell on Sunday? The commanders at quarterback are the dehydrated man wandering in the Sahara Desert, okay? Who are they to turn down a bottle of water? Uh, Keep this in mind, too. Sam Howell, for the entirety of Carson Wentz's time on the reserve injured list, was the commander's number two quarterback. Uh, Carson was on injured reserve for nearly two months, October 22nd to December 12th. If the commanders were that frightened by Sam Howell's lack of readiness, why'd they have him just a play away from playing for a potentially injured Taylor Heineke for nearly two months? More from Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on changing course and going from deciding to start Taylor Heineke on Sunday to deciding to start Sam Howell on Sunday. I had thought about going with um, with, with Taylor and, and actually talked to him about that. And then after having an opportunity to, to rethink and talk with some other folks about it, talk to some of the team leaders and, 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 and other players um, and coaches for that matter, it, it really came down to, to finding out about the young man. So when I sat down with him, we talked about it. He was excited. And, and I said, look, you know, it's just, you know, you're ready. And he was, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. Well, if you go back and look when, when Carson was first injured, and had surgery, um, you know, 
he became the uh, primary backup. So watching Sam every day and getting a chance to watch how he performed against the defense and, and those little detail things I talked about that I felt he had to work on coming out of training camp, you could see that he was he was doing those things. He was he was working. He was getting a feel for that. And a lot of times, you know, when you're when you're you're doing scout team, you know, that's a good indicator as to how guys can 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 develop and grow. And it was very interesting because a couple of guys that um, I talked with today, one of the things that they did say was they felt he he was ready for his opportunity, and this would be a good chance to watch him. So, I think this was, that was a big part of the reason too, as well as that just how people felt based on the things that we saw, you know, during that stretch that. Um, you know those, those five and a half, six weeks that um, that he was the primary backup. You got a chance to see him compete every day against the number ones. Yeah, one of the things that I've wondered about this season, and I'm guessing that you wondered about it, is how much progress has Sam Howell made? How much has Sam developed in what was supposed to be a developmental season for him? Well, according to Ron Rivera, progress has been made. Development has taken place. Uh, we earlier in this segment did hear Ron Rivera say that he spoke with some, quote, special people, end quote, regarding this decision to start Sam Howell in this Sunday's game against the Cowboys. Here was more from Ron on Wednesday afternoon on with whom he spoke. There were several people I talked to that, 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 that gave me some, some, some ideas and some thoughts. And, um, and, and I really, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure I, I, was, I was weighing all the options and opportunities and reasons why. I mean, there's a, there's enough reasons why to start him and enough reasons why not to, and and it's just a matter of at the end of the day he's he's going to get an opportunity to play. Why not just start from the beginning more so than anything else? You know, I wonder was Joe Gibbs part of this Sam Howell decision? And <laughs> I know a good number of you are like enough with the consulting of Joe Gibbs, okay? And I get that sentiment, I do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he is the greatest head coach in Redskins history. He did play a role in Ron Rivera's offseason quarterback search, okay? Uh, I wonder if Ron consulted Joe on this decision to start Sam Howell, because the way that Ron was talking on Wednesday afternoon, it sure sounded like he didn't just speak with people within the commander's team facility uh, regarding this decision. Anyway, this was Ron on Wednesday afternoon on how Sam Howell did in Wednesday's practice. Um, well, you know, like we've, one thing we've always felt was, was he has a live arm. You know, he, 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 he really does um, in quick decision making. And, um, and he, he took pretty good command early on, I mean, right from the beginning. He stepped in the huddle and um, it, was, it was really crisp. Broke the huddle real well. Uh, I think on, their, on the fourth play, um, there was a, um, somebody had made a mistake in formation in motion and he stopped it and got back in the huddle and started all over again so he was willing to step up and take command yes take command hashtag take command uh more from ron rivera on wednesday afternoon on where sam howell is at as an nfl quarterback well first and foremost there's a lot of little details we talked about it was footwork you know what's his footwork like um, second thing is his decision making. You know, a couple of times in the preseason, the thing that he got stuck on was when that first or second guy that he had gone to wasn't there. He he waited, he waited, and and then he got hit. And what he's got to understand is, and you know, when 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 it's, it's live situation, and as Scott mentioned, it's completely different pre preseason practice in real time. So he can't sit there and wait for that guy to open. He's got to either get to the next one or get rid of the ball or get out of the pocket. You heard Ron Rivera mention the preseason. Uh, not that preseason stats mean a ton, but Sam Howell did have a good preseason. Uh, he, for the 2022 NFL preseason, was number five out of 30 qualified quarterbacks in yards per pass attempt, 7.93. Uh, was number one in passing yards, 547. And was number one among all NFL quarterbacks with a rushing grade for pro football focus of 85.9. PFF grades are on a scale of zero to 100. Well, Sam Howell, with him being the commander starting quarterback for their next game, had the honor of doing the starting quarterback post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon. This was Sam on the progress that he has made this season. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like I've learned so much throughout this year, um, and I really can't talk about one thing. I've, I've, I've really learned so much 
Um, just from watching the games and seeing how Taylor goes about his business and seeing how Carson goes about his business. Um, just from those two, and those two guys have been so great to me this whole entire year. Um, and even today at practice, they were awesome to me. And so I'm just so blessed to be in a room with those guys, and they've really you know, helped me come a long way in my development. Now, something to keep in mind with this game on Sunday is Sam Howell's supporting cast. Uh, we on Wednesday got the first injury report for Commanders Cowboys on Sunday. The report included 11 Commanders players, all of whom did not practice. Uh, among the 11 Commanders players were five offensive players, running backs Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson, right tackle Cornelius Lucas, guard Andrew Norwell, and offensive lineman Sadiq Charles. Uh, the six Commanders defensive players who were listed as not practicing on Wednesday, interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen, edge defenders Montez Sweat and James Smith-Williams, corner Benjamin St. Juice, safety Cameron Curl, and linebacker Jamin Davis. Uh, John Allen, by the way, does not appear to have suffered a serious left knee injury. Uh, so good news there. Remember, he and the loss to the Browns played on just 30% of the commander's defensive snaps due to suffering a left knee injury early in the second quarter. Uh, but yeah, a lot of key guys could be out for Sunday, given that the commanders have been eliminated from playoff contention. This was Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on so many commanders players being on the team's injury report for Wednesday. And then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with commanders insider Michael Phillips of Richmond.com. And then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with commanders insider Matthew Paris of the Washington Times. You know, we've had a number of veteran guys that, for the most part, have, have played these last four or five weeks, you know, injured, beat up. And, um, you know, th th this was kind of a culmination of it all. Um, you know, we, we were hoping to have a few guys available. We probably won't. Uh, but we'll have other guys available. So we'll see. Can't anybody else you're excited to, to get a glimpse at? Oh, yeah. There, there's several young guys that we, we want to we get some more opportunities to and put them out on the field. Uh, Chris Paul. Is, is a young man that we want to, we want to take a really good look at. Um, we want to continue to look at those young tight ends. Um, you know, we, we, we know who the receiving group is. Um, you know, defensively, we got some young defensive linemen we want to take a look at, and we'll get a chance to see them continue. Um, and um, some of the young DBs. Well. Terry and kind of the, the receivers play a full workload like to, to support Al? Or well, for the most part, you know, they'll, they'll come in, they'll play, and, and as, as the game unfolds, we'll go from there. Yeah, have you noticed that Ron Rivera likes the phrase, we'll go from there, <laughs> as a concluding phrase to his answers? We'll go from there. Uh, yes, we will. We will go from there because there can be anywhere. Uh, this was Ron on Wednesday afternoon on if he anticipates going with younger, less experienced players against the Cowboys on Sunday. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to look to play some of our younger guys and give some opportunities, um, you know, and see who they are. And we'll go from there. Okay, so expect to see some fresh faces on Sunday. As for Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, uh, there never was any point in starting either guy for this Sunday's game against the Cowboys. Uh, there is no point in playing either guy in this Sunday's game against the Cowboys. And with Carson, understand this, $4 million of his 2023 salary are guaranteed against injury. So if Carson suffered a serious injury this Sunday against the Cowboys and then couldn't pass a physical, the commanders would be on the hook for an additional $4 million for Carson, who they clearly will be cutting. This was kind of funny, uh, this exchange between Ben Standig and Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, will Taylor be the, the two then? Yes, Taylor is the primary backup. And why, uh, why not Carson after starting last week? Yeah. Just decided that we'd go with Tyler. <laughs> quote, yeah, just decided that we'd go with Taylor. End quote. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, Rod Rivera later in his press conference on Wednesday afternoon got asked if he had all considered sticking with Carson Wentz as the commander's starting quarterback. Uh, Ron quickly said no and pivoted to talking more about Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell. Boy, was that telling. Uh, here was this exchange in its entirety. Uh, we begin with the question from Michael Phillips. What, was there any consideration to going back to Carson or, or was there a particular reason? Um, no, you know, we talked about all our options and, and opportunities. And, and like I said, initially, my first thought was Taylor. 
Um, but again, as we continue to talk about this and work through this and, and on up into today, um, you know, I, 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 like I said last night, I had an idea, I had a thought, and this morning came in and talked again and talked some more, and really just felt that um, you know if we're going to do it, now's the chance. Let's do it, get it. You know, I don't put it, make, you know, just kind of get it over with, but you know, to go through it, go through the process, and see how he handles it. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. But continuing with the Carson Wentz theme, uh, we later in Ron Rivera's post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon had this exchange between Commanders insider J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington and Ron. You've talked about the need for QB1, and even right there you alluded to it. And have you had any conversations with Carson? How has that gone? They've been good, you know. Um and I think, you know, going forward, we've got a lot more evaluating to do. Did you need to talk to him about making a change this week or after the Browns games, it kind of understood? I think it was kind of understood, but I talked with them in the morning, this morning to the, to the quarterbacks and went from there. Yeah, I mean, to me, this could not be more obvious. The commanders are done with Carson Wentz. The way that Ron Rivera is answering questions about Carson, you know, short, vague answers, Ron realizes that Carson is one and done with the commanders. I actually have kind of felt bad for Carson because things could not have gone much worse for this guy in that game against the Browns. I mean, he in that game had a humiliatingly bad performance. Uh, But remember, (laughs) Carson this season is making nearly $30 million. Uh, He has a beautiful family. He will be just fine. And when it comes to Taylor Heineke, uh, again, he is set to be an unrestricted free agent this coming offseason. This Sunday's game could be his last game as a Washington player. Uh, Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon was asked if he'd like to re-sign Taylor. Well, we'll get into what we want to do um, going forward with, with personnel once the season's over. But my conversation with him was terrific. Um, he's 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 a he's a heck of a young man, and and you know he he really helped me through this in terms of decision making. Yeah, Taylor Heineke, as best as we can tell, has been a total class act. And how about this tweet from Jeremy Fowler on Wednesday afternoon? Quote: The expectation about which quarterback would start for Washington shifted from Taylor Heineke to Sam Howell late this morning, per sources, Heineke, who had received indications that he was in line to start, believed Howell was deserving of a full game and relayed that to coaches, end quote. So at least according to Fowler, Taylor encouraged the commanders to start Sam Howell. Uh, Fowler in another tweet wrote, quote, Howell was going to play a lot regardless, so removing Heineke from a few series didn't require a big change of plan, end quote. Uh, Look, let's also be honest about this. With Taylor Heineke set to be an unrestricted free agent, um, it probably makes a lot of sense for him not to play uh, this Sunday, given that the commanders may well be not playing a number of other key players. Up next, Rod Rivera, on edge defender Chase Young, and Ron on whether this commander season has been the step forward season that he said it needed to be. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, podcast advertising works. Podcast advertising is a lot more affordable than radio and television advertising. Grow your business or practice by advertising on this podcast. We'd love to have you. Hit us up. The email address is the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Two other items from Commander's Head Coach Rod Rivera's post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon that I want to discuss with you. First up, Edge defender Chase Young. So he and the 24-10 loss to the Cleveland Browns at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon uh, was good for a second time in as many games in this 2022 season. Uh, Chase in the loss at the San Francisco 49ers in Week 16, of course, made his 2022 season debut. He had not played in a game since suffering a torn right knee in a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field all the way back on November 14th, 2021. And Chase in that loss at the Niners in Week 17, played on 30 of the Commanders' defensive snaps, a lot more than the 12 to 16 defensive snaps that he had been expected to play. And he, for the game, was the highest graded Commanders player per pro football focus as he registered an overall grade of 87.4. Chase, in the loss to the Browns this past Sunday afternoon, played on 67% of the Commanders' defensive snaps. And he, for that game, was the Commanders' second highest graded player per PFF overall grade of 73.8. Chase, to me, especially stood out on the Browns' fourth offensive drive. The drive resulted in a second quarter three and out. The first snap of the drive, first and 10 for the Browns at their 47. Chase Young generated big-time pressure, and edge defender Montez Sweat ultimately came through with a sack of Deshaun Watson for a four-yard loss. That actually was the play on which interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen suffered his left knee injury. And then on the third snap of the drive, third and eight for the Browns at their 49, defensive lineman David Bada whiffed on a sack of Deshaun Watson, and Chase Young nearly had a sack and did register a quarterback hit on what ended up being a play on which Deshaun threw an incomplete shotgun pass to right tackle Jack Conklin for an illegal touch pass penalty uh, that was declined. Uh, David Bada, by the way, uh, he and the loss to the Browns played a decent amount, 25% of the commander's defensive snaps. The commanders this past Saturday signed Bada from the practice squad to the active roster and released defensive lineman Daniel Wise, who has since been signed by the Kansas City Chiefs, to their practice squad. But anyway, Chase Young is looking good. Uh, This was Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on how Chase Young played in the loss to the Browns. And then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with Commander's Insider Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington. Better. He really was. Um, You know, again, still see a little tentativeness. In fact, he and I were, we we, we talked yesterday about it. There was um, one play in particular where uh, um, the play cut back on him. And you could see for a second when he did stick that leg in the ground, he kind of got stuck. And uh, he knew exactly. And so when I, I mentioned it to him, and when I said it to him, he knew exactly what I was talking about. Um, and he said, "Yeah, I'm still a little tentative on some of these things, Coach. I'm still working on it. I'm still getting through it." And one of the things I said to him, I said, "You know, this is the thing about it. When you come back, you're never the same guy initially. You've got to work your way back into it." And as Dr. An- uh, Andrews told him, was that you're not going to be that guy right off the bat. It's, it's going to come in time. And I said, if you want to take an example, just look at Saquon Barkley. 
you know, last year, you know, everybody wondered what happened, and this year he's 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 playing back to form. So I said he'll come, and um, but he he was he was pretty excited about it, how he played. You know, there's still some things that um, you know we want him to continue to work on and uh, grow on, and it, it's coming because um, you know he had a chance for a couple of sacks he missed. Um, and it and it really was just trying to get him to understand. Hey, you, you got to trust in that one more step, and I, I think that that'll come over time. Do you treat him as maybe a special case this Sunday in terms of playing time, or do you want to see him get another full game under? Oh, we, his belt? we want to see him play. We most certainly do. But again, we will we will look at situation and circumstances. I mean, we're, you know, we, we we are playing for the future. Obviously, we want to win. I mean, that's first and foremost as far as I'm concerned. Um, but we also have to think about going forward, and that's part of why the decision was made about Sam. You know, the, everything we're doing really is about winning, but it's also about seeing what we have going forward. Yeah, Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon did reiterate his desire for the Commanders to win their season finale home to the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday afternoon at 425. Uh, but as you likely know, the Commanders need to lose this game. Uh, I want them to play well, but lose the game. So the Commanders this past Sunday were officially eliminated from playoff contention. It was the day after Washington was eliminated from playoff contention last season that Ron Rivera, in a day after the game Zoom press conference, said something that very much framed the team's 2022 offseason and 2022 season. Quote, this offseason's going to be very important, very vital to what I think is part of the plan. It's time, I think, that we see this team start to take that big step forward. End quote. <laughs> well, here we are. Uh, Rod Rivera's third season as Washington head coach is coming to an end. The team is finishing with a non-winning regular season record for a third time in three seasons. The team is missing the playoffs for a second consecutive season. Rod Rivera on Wednesday afternoon got asked if he believes that the commanders have had a step forward season. Here was his answer. I'd like to believe we did. I think we did some really good things. I think there was a, there was a point where what we were six in the whole playoff hunt. Um, we got ourselves there. We played some pretty good football, and some things happened that we just couldn't sustain. You know, we went through a period with some injuries and lost some guys for the season that we didn't have available. Um, we've played several games that way. We didn't have the running backs from the very beginning. Uh, we finally got that together, and, and, and as things came together, we showed what we could do, and then some unfortunate situations. So do I think we, we, we step forward? Yeah, I do. Do I think we, we show we have a pretty good core of young guys? Yes, I think so. And do we have enough young guys, our veteran guys around those young guys? I think we do. But I do think there's a couple of positions that we can shore up, that we need to shore up. Um, and again, it comes back to the one question that's looming over everybody, and that's the quarterback position. I was kind of hoping that you know we had found a solution, and who knows? We may not. We may have. We'll find out on Sunday how we feel about it coming out of it. Um, but do I feel good enough? Yeah, I do. I really do. I mean, we, we did some good things, you'd like to believe. Now, we had some opportunities we didn't capitalize, and that's on us. That's on me. But at the end of the day, I feel good about it. I was glad, very glad, that Ron Rivera, toward the end of that answer, pointed the finger of blame at himself. Quote, we had some opportunities we didn't capitalize, and that's on us, that's on me. End quote. Good. Because Ron spent way too much of the early portion of that answer listing excuses. Every team has excuses not to win. Uh, granted, some teams have more excuses not to win than other teams have, but the truly good organizations overcome the excuses not to win and win. Now, Ron Rivera isn't wrong in saying that progress was made this season. Progress was made. I mean, the team's defense this season is a lot better than the team's defense of last season. Uh, we have seen the emergence of a number of players on defense and skill position players on offense this season. And those players, to me, form a nucleus of young and promising players about whom it's okay to be excited. But while the commanders have made progress this season, they have not made enough progress this season. Because what's also true is, A, the team still has not solved QB1 as the trade for Carson Wentz turned out to be a total whiff. B, the team's offensive line was a major disappointment 
and is in need of an overhaul. And C, the overall offense has been bad for a third time in three seasons with Ron as head coach. I mean, do you know what the commander's point differential for this 2022 regular season is? Minus 42. The record is 7-8-1, and one, and the point differential is minus 42. The commanders have the fourth worst point differential in the NFC. This off Washington for the 2021 regular season in going 7-10, and 10, having a point differential of minus 99, what was the fifth worst point differential in the NFC. Washington, over the last two regular seasons, 2021 and 2022, has a combined point differential of minus 141. (laughs) That is terrible, man. That is unacceptable. This season has not been the step-forward season that Ron Rivera had in mind. Yes, there have been some good things, but there have not been nearly enough good things. And, you know, if not for the ownership uncertainty, this season not being the step forward season that Ron had in mind might be costing him his job. You know, instead of stepping forward, he might be stepping out. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe this season not being the step forward season that Ron had in mind does end up costing him his job. Let's talk some college basketball. The nightmare for Georgetown continues. Uh, the Hoyas fell to 5-11 and 11 overall and 0-5 in the Big East with a 73-57 loss to Villanova at Capital One Arena on Wednesday evening. And yes, I did say 5-11. and 11. Okay, we wound up 5-11. and 11. Not very good. <laughs> That's right, as Steve Spurrier said in his final press conference as Redskins head coach, 5-11, and 11, uh, not very good. Uh, the game was tied at 35 at the half. The Hoyas then lost the second half, 38-22. Uh, the Hoyas went just 4 of 20 on threes and just 17 of 39 on twos. Now, in fairness to the Hoyas, uh, they are banged up. They did play much of the second half without starters Brandon Murray and Bryson Mazzone. Uh, already were without their third leading scorer in Jay Heath. But still, this was another double-digit point loss for the Hoyas. But here is the biggest item with this game. This loss was the Hoyas' 25th consecutive regular season Big East loss, breaking a tie with DePaul for the most consecutive regular season Big East losses in conference history. Yeah, Georgetown now has lost 25 consecutive regular season Big East games. La Jolla's last regular season Big East win was a home win over Xavier on March 2nd, 2021. We are approaching the two-year anniversary of the Hoyas' last regular season Big East victory. Think about that. What is happening with Georgetown basketball is sad. And there may not be a more privileged head coach in all of sports than Hoyas head coach Patrick Ewing. Because just about any other head coach for any other team in a situation like this one, would have been fired a while ago. This is Patrick's sixth season as Hoyas head coach. He has made the NCAA tournament just once, that being in 2021, off a great but also fluke run to win the Big East tournament. His overall record as Hoyas head coach, regular season and postseason, is 73-95, and including 26 and 68 in regular season Big East games. 26 and 68 in regular season Big East games. Uh, Patrick in the 2021 offseason reportedly got a contract extension that fully guarantees his contract through 2026. He makes a lot of money as Hoyas head coach. He is, of course, a Georgetown legend. Uh, He worked as an NBA assistant coach for years, so it's not like Patrick didn't pay his dues as a coach, but him as Hoyas head coach is not working. 
Uh, it was earlier in the day on Wednesday that Georgetown Director of Athletics Lee Reed, via a spokesperson, sent the following to the Associated Press in response to a request for an interview. Quote, we recognize this is a challenging and frustrating time for the men's basketball team and our fans. Coach Ewing understands that it is imperative to get the program back on track, and no one is more committed than he is to making that happen. End quote. Uh, I don't doubt those things, but he isn't getting the program back on track. You have Hoyas fans begging for Georgetown to hire Rick Pitino as head coach. Uh, we, during Patrick's postgame press conference on Wednesday night, had the following exchanges. I hate to kind of start things off on this note, but today was a record 25th straight loss in Big East play. The read earlier today put out a statement saying it's imperative to get the program back on track. Have you guys, has he expressed those concerns with you? And are you concerned about your future at the helm of this program? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm here to talk about the game. You know, my future is my future. I'm here to coach the, I'll be the head coach at Georgetown until, you know, the president or the board decide to move, to, for me to move on. But at, until, <clears throat> until that time, you know, a friend of mine sent me a, a quote today. It's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get up. We got knocked down, so all we're going to do is, is keep on getting up. How do you get this program back on track? Well, first of all, we got to get, get back healthy. We get back healthy, and then we, we see what, what happens after that. You know, Georgetown for years has been a program that marches to the beat of its own drum. So who knows what's going to happen with Patrick as head coach, but the situation has become absurd. Uh, Hoyas basketball is a shell of what it was in its glory days of the 1980s and 1990s with John Thompson as head coach. Heck, Hoyas basketball is a shell of what it was with John Thompson III as head coach. I mean, he made a bunch of NCAA tournaments, including the Final Four in 2007. Uh, Next up for the Hoyas at Marquette, this Saturday afternoon at 2. Uh, meantime, Virginia Tech on Wednesday night lost again. The Hokies lost their third consecutive game, fell to 11-4 overall and 1-3 in the ACC with a 68-65 loss to Clemson at Castle Coliseum in Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, Tech went 9-24 on threes, but just 12-43 on twos. Uh, did hold Clemson to 13-30 on twos, although Clemson did go 9-23 on threes. The game was close. It's not like the Hokies were really bad. They actually finished with 12 offensive rebounds to Clemson's two, but Clemson won the second half by six and won the game. Uh, Grant Basile, graduate student transfer from Wright State, he in 30 minutes as a starter went three of six on threes, but just a two of nine on twos. Uh, also went four of four on free throws, finished with 17 points and seven rebounds. Uh, Sean Padula, he in 37 minutes as a starter, four of nine on threes, but just one of nine on twos. He finished with 14 points, five rebounds, and four assists versus three turnovers. Uh, The Hokies have been without Hunter Couture for each of their last two games due to injury. Next up for Virginia Tech, home to NC State, Saturday night at 7.30. And before we call it a show, the Nationals on Wednesday afternoon officially announced having agreed with free agent first baseman slash left fielder Dominic Smith on a one-year contract, although the team in a press release called him a first baseman, and he, in an introductory session with reporters, said that he's been led to believe that his primary role with the Nats will be as a first baseman. Uh, That's good. You'd rather have Dom Smith at first base and in left field. Also, the Nats on Wednesday afternoon officially announced having signed several players to minor league contracts with invites to 2023 MLB spring training, including infielder Michael Chavis. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Friday's show, episode 480, will feature in-depth, high-level, intense preview of the 7-8-1 Commanders game against the 12-4 Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at 425. I will break down the key matchups. I will analyze the in-game strategies. No, just kidding, okay? I'm going to do something different 
on Friday's show. Uh, oh, I'm going to talk Commanders-Cowboys, but the focus is going to be on the Commanders season ending and what needs to happen moving forward. Uh, now, we on Thursday do expect to hear from Commanders offensive coordinator Scott Turner and defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio via post-practice press conferences. So we'll hopefully have some good stuff from them on what has happened this season and what could and should be coming. I will be doing rhyming keys, but as was the case for Washington's Week 18 game last season, I will be doing rhyming keys for a Washington loss. I do not want the Commanders to win this game. I want the Commanders players to play well and stay healthy, but I do not want the Commanders to win this game. A win would do nothing of consequence other than lessen the Commanders position in the 2023 NFL Draft. So Friday's show, a very special installment of Rhyming Keys, Rhyming Keys for a Commander's loss against the Cowboys. Uh, Also, on Friday's show, I'll talk Capitals and Maryland basketball. Uh, The Caps are at the Columbus Blue Jackets Thursday night at 7. The Terrapins are at Rutgers Thursday evening at 6.30. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Well, our our plans is we're going to start with Sam. There it is. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com